everybody, welcome to Button Smash! Yeah! Hey! Oh. What's going on in here, out there, everybody watching live here on Twitch, everybody listen to us, everywhere listen to a podcast, everyone who's been tuning in each and every week. And what are we talking about tonight? We have some very special topics that are permeating within the video game industry and beyond. What's that? Resident Evil had a showcase. There's a really cool new uh, indie game coming out and PlayStation has updates. What? Interesting. Twitch! We'll also talk about you too tonight on our show. We got with us very special cast of people who know all about and nothing about some of these things, like TV's Casey. That's me, Doc Chris. Sometimes I know things, but only hey. sometimes. <laughs> I can know a thing or two about a video game or more. <laughs> and I'm your host, Backyardy Sergio. What's going on, everybody? So uh, tonight we're going to first start off with Resident Evil. Village had a showcase, and what's the uh, what's the showcase entail? Well, they announced a couple different things. They have a brand new trailer that they debuted about Ethan Winters, the guy that we're playing, the guy that we're following through this crazy, sexy vampire story. Uh, so, in the latest <laughs> showcase, uh, they also talked about multiplayer mercenaries, and they gave us some dates, which I did not expect to see. So, uh, starting off with the trailer, uh, I didn't even know about this. I don't know if they announced this, but uh, guys, it looked like it, there's it's like a classic vampire versus werewolf lichen story. I don't remember seeing that in the last trailer. Did you guys see any of that? I was like, whoa, no. lichens versus vampires? I think most of the stuff that we saw was from is from like inside the castle that is clearly the vampires. But I think like one of the one of the shots, like the the early shots, like was of one of the werewolf faces, but like no one ever really addressed it like you look at this shirt and it's like oh man that person looks like in pain like kind of werewolfy but i don't know maybe it's just a vampire but this was like all about the werewolves attacking you yeah yeah i'm pumped yeah. on it it looked it looked pretty rad and i'm and i'm and i'm kind of pumped because i haven't played a good resident evil in a while and for resident evil fans they'll probably agree they also haven't played a good resident evil in a while. <laughs> <laughs> i mean if they played the last one True. Yeah, true. but then look at you know the one before that, and then the one before that, and the one before that. Yeah, the big complaint is like they made it more <laughs> action adventure games. They get to try out yeah. a different audience to get them more into the franchise, and that's usually like you know like some big wig like hey how can we get more people into resident evil how can we get more bang for for our buck you know those marvel movies are doing good they got big shooty pews and action they do, do do some action and mi meanwhile meanwhile the developers and producers who have been there since day one are just like well we're, we're not that we're more uh, we're, no <laughs> that's not us and, and then and pt happened and then yeah. they went wait a minute we could do that because they're no longer. <laughs> they're doing not that. doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm and I'm I'm pretty excited too because uh, coming up really really soon uh, we're actually going to get to play the demo. So something that they announced in the showcase, a uh, Resident Evil Village uh, demo schedule. So PlayStation seems to have the uh, the the lead on this thing because if you have a PlayStation Five or a PlayStation 4, you're going to be able to play it earlier before any other platform, any other platform being PC and Xbox. So um, the first demo, uh, which is the Village and Castle demo, so you have two parts of, of this game. I don't know if it's just these two parts, but it kind of seems like it. So they're kind of going back to the smaller, you know, more intimate version of Resident Evil to give you more of those uh, a horror vibes. So you have the Village part of the game and the Castle part of the game. Now, a lot of the, the trailers you've been seeing have been the Castle part with the sexy vampire lady. Okay. And you've been seeing some of the village part, and they really kind of expanded here with some of the lichens and the werewolves. And I'm like, ooh, we got a little, little underworld battle going on. So for yes. uh, the, the, the the first demo, 
uh april 17th dude that's soon playstation 5 and PlayStation that's two days from now yeah PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 owners are going to be able to play the Village demo where you're down in the Village uh, on April uh, on April 17th. And then PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 people are going to play the Castle demo on April 24th. And then everyone else under the sun will be able to play the Castle and Village demo on May 1st. So that's your, your PlayStations, Xbox, and PC, which I'm really excited about because... And all you Stadia owners out there, yeah, get yeah, hyped. That was, <laughs> that was weird. I'm just like... They, they, they <laughs> I wonder if, if they like pre-made this this showcase because they did include like Steam and Stadia. I'm like, wait, yeah. Do you know Stadia's not going to be a thing? What? No, Stadia's still a thing. They just they just the only thing that they stopped was their own studios. They're still supporting third party studios. They're just not developing it themselves. They're like, really? I mean, I guess the tech, yeah. They're like, oh, I guess the technology's there, so you guys can keep using it. Um, we're just not gonna. <laughs> They refuse to so, die. Yeah, yeah, that's, basically. That's awesome. State is just like Wolf of Wall Street. We're not freaking leaving. We're not freaking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, us, us too. Don't forget about us over here. <laughs> it's okay. We don't have to drag me out of here. Ooh, ooh. I love it. Not, not dying. But uh, dude, the, the, the gameplay and I, I love that the intimate moments of Resident Evil where it feels really creepy, where you're in a corridor and and the, and in the showcase they had some of the people who the developers who worked in the game and one of them was like a producer and director from like the first one, and and I really like something he said. He said um, something on the lines of uh, you know they're returning back to what you know Resident Evil fans really like. The more you, you'll feel the more intimate, intimate like inventory. I love how he used the inventory management and, uh, and 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 skills of Resident Evil. For those who don't know, like sometimes you have like a finite amount of inventory. You don't have your, you know, typical shoot 'em up game where you have like an infinite back pocket of bullets and guns and and herbs and stuff like that. You have to manage it, manage it really well. And that's one thing I liked about one of my favorites, Resident Evil Four, uh, where you kind of go into a village and there's a whole cult. And then one of the things uh, we kind of prided ourselves in in playing that game was inventory management, being able to like like get a box of bullets and like play Tetris and fit it into your finite inventory and uh, and get your herbs together and mix them together. So I remember I remember like uh, being in college and going into my buddy's room and he would always be playing inventory management because he's a bit OCD. And I'm just like, dude, are you are you in that screen again? <laughs> I can't even see your progress. He's like, hey, hold on, hold on, moving things around, tick tick tick, moving things around, tick tick tick. There we go. I, I can fit another box of shotgun bullets in here. I'm like, half an hour later. Okay, now we're ready to keep going. Yeah, so I really like that they put that that verbiage in there just to let people know like, hey, we're it's not going to be like the past games where it's more blood because like some people were like, wait. A minute some parts of this look too actiony they're going back to what we didn't like because the last game like casey said was was pretty good and people really enjoyed it so they're like no 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 no. it's going to be like the resident evil you guys like and i think it looks pretty cool so when you, when you guys saw the trailer and all the happenings and the announcements here uh, what'd you guys think uh well first of all i for the longest time i was wondering why is this for game called village time. if i'm if i'm just in a a big old house with big old vampire ladies um, and then I'm like, oh, there's more to this game than just a giant, sexy lady <laughs> Dimitrescu. Like, mm. <laughs> how long am I going to have to play before I get into the house with the giant woman? I must know. Um, that, that That's the thing for the speedrunners. It's like, all right, how do we speedrun straight to Lady, Dim- <laughs> lady Dimitrescu? Percent. How do we get there? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, actually, what the biggest thing that came out for me that I thought was neat. And you know me, I am not a multiplayer guy by any stretch. Um, there was just something so flashy and so really cool about the mercenaries mode. 
that they they ran a quick trailer for in this um stage by stage rounds upgrading your weapons between rounds i mean i'm sure this kind of thing has been done in call of duty or counter-strike or some other thing and it's like oh this is nothing new but to me i'm like wow this seems really neat like i actually want to play it and give it a shot and it's not a battle royale and it's not a battle royale (laughs) yet (laughs) yet (laughs) there's always future updates this is true um, I think my favorite thing to come out of this uh, that was surprising is Resident Evil 4 for Oculus Quest 2. Yeah. Um, that is going to be pretty wild. Uh, especially since, like, it, apparently this is supposed to have a lot of ties to uh, Resident Evil 4. They seem to kind of take... Because usually, basically, it was Resident Evil 4, and then there really wasn't another good one for a, a few games until we got to Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Um, so I think that the comparisons cool there and the fact that resident evil 4 has been on like so many friggin' different systems it's like second only to skyrim or something um but now yeah throw some vr on there give me some resident evil and vr however i will say as someone who tried uh this game propagation in vr which is like zombies coming at you um zombies in vr is very different from zombies on a flat screen it is terrifying we'll say so be prepared (laughs) to be uncomfortable very uncomfortable <laughs> be afraid be very afraid but casey i really agree with that that, that, that mercenaries thing uh I, I i played it um back in the day and it looked it looked really cool i was surprised to see this in the game because when they keep talking about how they're going to give you that, that that classic resident evil but they're just like but wait we're going to give you more bang for your buck his games are getting more expensive now we're gonna be putting yeah. uh uh mercenaries in there and and they're talking about how they're building on the past with, with uh with the stuff that people like from mercenaries the multiplayer mode but giving you some new things like you have like like abilities and stuff and uh i i wonder i wonder how many people can can play but it, it looks interesting and then also them expanding out the multiplayer uh of resident evil and giving you some more stuff in dead by daylight if uh any of you oh, are yeah. still, still playing yeah. that game but but yeah. i like how i like how there's different rounds in mercenaries and in between the rounds you go to this broker this this seller guy so you can upgrade your equipment you can uh get, get better weapons and you can go it's kind of like hades yeah a little bit where like every round you you know you find a thing to, that gives you a power up, but you have a choice of like one of three. You'd be like, okay, like what do I want to upgrade on here? That's going to help you out kind of in the next section, um, which is cool. Shout out to Hades, good job, guys. Hell yeah, yeah. and the, the, the customization and and the, the classes look, look look pretty sick. They're kind of keeping it like slick, like to weapons of the time. They're not giving you like crazy fully automatic weapons and shit. Yeah. Um, and and, and and I like that. So they're they're keeping it a bit grounded. And the enemies look look pretty sweet. Uh, I, I always like when you land the perfect shot and you see an enemy stagger that beautiful stagger animation, like the mocap, an actual actor to do it. Or when you get that a sweet headshot and then something else like comes out of nowhere and it kind of gives you this sense of like urgency. Like I, I always love the uh, the mercenaries for that, where um, you never like, you feel like you're winning, but at the same time you also feel like you're losing. Like you feel like there's like impending doom coming, and the better you get and the more rounds you progress, it's it's gonna it's gonna like really really test you. And I like I like that they're putting that in this game. But uh, yeah, uh, let's see here. Yeah, and the the, the Oculus Quest thing uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a big surprise. Like Resident Evil Four, right? <laughs> it's in in VR. I'm like, yo, let's go. That's the awesome. best, the best part about that for me is physically having to rearrange your suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> inventory <laughs> management in these games is really like nothing else. Like there are there are games where you have like a finite amount of things you can carry, but there's nothing like where you have to literally Tetris all of your equipment into a rectangle. Um, yeah, it's awesome. 
I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Anyway, the fact that you have to, like, f- like physically do it with your hands just makes me so happy for some ridiculous reason. And it, and it looks great, too. I mean, it looks like they, they really went in and, like, built it from the ground up. They didn't just pull the assets from the old game. And I'm, yeah. I'm really happy about that because, like, that, that game, I really enjoyed playing it. I think I, I played it twice and, and then just went back in for when they uh, introduced some of the things. But uh, yeah, Resident Evil Showcase. So look out for for that stuff soon. Oh, so we got we, we got forgot the one thing. We forgot oh, one thing: the Netflix show. That's They're doing right. a CG That's animated right. Netflix show. That's yeah. right. They um, gave us a little surprise of something they were working on, and we got to uh, and and it's 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 set. Uh, I think I think the developer said uh, six months after Resident Evil Four. So uh, 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 2006. Wait. Yeah. So, 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 how in Resident Evil Four we were playing as Leon trying to get the president's daughter. We're on the other side looking uh, uh, at the the, the 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 zombie outbreak with the president. So, but the animation cool. looks great. It yeah, looks, it, it looks, looks good. like a yeah. It looks like a classic uh, Resident Evil arts like cutscene art style. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll watch this. It looks yeah. very good. Actually, some zombies in the house. What's going on? <laughs> More it's franchises need to branch out and do video game TV shows on Netflix because if Castlevania is any indication, you can get some great stuff. Yeah, Castlevania was great. Yeah, even though uh, I mean, any of you guys watching the Dota one, the the, the no. Dota Dragon? No, it's know. good though. Yeah, actually, actually good. I mean, like I, I don't know the the story of Dota, D O A T R, but uh, uh, from from watching the anime, um, it, it it looks it looks pretty good it's about this this guy who's a dragon knight from back in the days and he, all he does is slay dragons he's like horny for, for dragons he's like is that a dragon i'm gonna slay it i'm gonna kill it i'm gonna wear its entry i was like mm, i'm gonna make some armor out of it make some i was like is this low-key monster hunter i mean <laughs> as long as it's better than the dragon's dogma show that we watched oh my god oh, god. <laughs> god it was terrible Ugh. Yeah. but uh yeah. yeah even uh misery up the chat I uh, said I did enjoy Dota anime. Yeah, it's actually good, but pretty good story. I still have to to finish it, but uh, I believe from the last episode. But I I liked it a lot. I was just like, yo, like more more video game anime movies. Like, stop making live action. Just make them anime. <laughs> That's all you got to do. I mean, Castlevania was tight for the next uh, season of that, and then this one's pretty good too. Uh, speaking of something that probably should have an anime, I think this would do pretty well if they put out something. Uh, in Fortnite, we got a Aloy, a Aaron. You done messed up, a Aaron. We got Aloy. Uh, from Horizon Zero Dawn up in Fortnite. Man, Fortnite keeps getting all the coolest stuff, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the comes- go-to place for promotion. Like, it, if it's like, oh, yeah, you got something that is, like, very easily merchandisable, we're, um, we're going to throw it in Fortnite. Yeah. It's going to happen. Smash Bros. is no longer the greatest crossover event of our lifetime. Seriously, it's Fortnite. <laughs> it's, Fortnite. it's Fortnite. I mean, it was it was so good that JJ Abrams was like, "Oh, you know, uh, Palpatine coming back. We're going to do that in Fortnite for the movie." I mean, yeah, even more than that, it's like, "Hey, would you like to see what Thanos does in Infinity War before he does it in Infinity War?" Boom, playable Thanos mode. Like, yeah, and and, and I and I had a big gripe to pick with that because the stones they used didn't match like his power. Like for whatever reason, like I, I think it was like. <laughs> Like, it, it was so weird. Like, you would figure the Power Stone's purple, so that's what you would use to, like, hit enemies and bat them and stuff like that. But I think they used, like, the, the Time Stone, which is the Green Stone. I was just like, wait, what? Wait, what? And, like, and, like the Soul Stone. Was, I was like, wait, wait, what? what? This, is, this is so... You know, you know what it was? They're like, they're like, oh, here's the assets. I don't know. Do something with it, you Fortnite guys. And then and then the developers are like, I don't know. There's, there's a Green Stone. I don't know. You hit people. As a, Whatever. As a comic book fan... They screwed up the colors in the cinematic universe since day one, and I'm still mad about it. Wait, really? However, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, so in the well, I think now the comics have since changed 
the colors themselves to match the movies. No, you way. know that way. If like you came in watching the movies and you're like, "Oh, there's a cool Infinity Gauntlet storyline I want to read," <laughs> and then you know Marvel changed them all around. Originally, you know the Power Stone, just for example, was the red one, um, mm-hmm. but in the movies it's purple, and it's like, does oh. it really make a difference? No. Who gives a shit? Does Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy look probably way better with the purple energy effect than it would with the red one? You bet. Yeah. Yes. Um, but. The fact because that they no one saw it, Thor: Dark World. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> fuck that movie. All right. Um, I actually kind of like that movie. Whatever. Uh, they changed the colors from the comics. Originally, they were all. I think they were all green, and they were all called the Six Soul Gems. Then, uh. when they, when they were rechristened the Infinity Gems, they were all given different colors, and they got that right in a video game in Marvel Superheroes versus like Street Fighter and what have you. And War for the Gems, if you've ever played those cool fighting games. Um, but then they changed them for the movies. And that color was weird. And then they got the colors wrong in Fortnite. And then they changed the colors, so they're technically wrong in the... Con- it's a very confusing thing. I shouldn't need to explain this. It's, Read it's a so crazy book! How, like, they, they were all green at one point? What? Yeah, originally, the original... It may just be Shamrock like... Shamrock Punch. Yeah, it may just be like an old coloring thing. Um... If you Google Thanos enough times, you'll come across an image where he's got his hand out like this, and he's like, the six soul gems, and oh, they're all green. That's yeah. Goofy. Did not I, I also also wonder why for, for, the, for the MCU, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, why they, they changed the colors. I mean, was it like a design choice? Just like you said, how the, like the, in the end of... Uh, you know, with Guardians, like the whole purple swirling and stuff like that in the power looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Like purple just just looks really good to certain things, as opposed to red. Like maybe they thought like red was too much. Maybe, maybe they did play with the red, and when that big, huge swirling cloud was going on, red looked too aggressive and too much because you know it's a family movie. Maybe that's why they changed mm-hmm. it. But that's it's interesting. I don't know why. Uh, that's how much we care about Fortnite and it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there but she is. Joining. She looks great. It's this. this- this event is uh, what is called Gaming Legends, and we previously saw Lara Croft join this season. Um, Aloy's there, so I'm, I'm sure we're going to see more characters. Um, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it right now. We're going to see Kratos in, in Fortnite. Wait, isn't he already in there? I think I think is Kratos he? is already in there. Is he already in there? Uh, well, I, yeah. I do believe Kratos Damn it. Yep, I've seen, is I've seen his Fortnite. ass dancing around. Yeah, Crap. Kratos is well, in Fortnite. Well, I called the shot appropriately because I did not know <laughs> that he was there. You so. called it not knowing what it was. There we <laughs> go. Right. Yeah. And speaking <laughs> of uh, not knowing what things are or when things are, a bit of news, everybody. That kind of shocked the world. So uh, let's start off like this. The Uncharted movie, that beautiful, beautiful, uh, based on the gaming franchise that every gamer loves, right? The Uncharted games. These big action-adventure uh, games with these beautiful set pieces. Everyone's like, you know what? Those are, that would make a pretty good movie, a pretty damn good action adventure movie. Why don't they make it? And they're like, oh, we're going to make it. It's going to start Tom Holland. And people are like, hmm, isn't he a bit babyish? I don't know, but he's good in other things. Anyway, uh, so it turns out that Uncharted, along with some other properties from Sony, are going to be going to Netflix. So it looks like Netflix finessed people out of their shoes, everybody, and was able to cast certain titles along with the uh, Uncharted movie. Now, now, uh, along with this, they get other titles that aren't gaming related, like Bad Boys and some of these other like bigger movies. And moving forward, 
the Spider-Man movies and moving forward, they also have the rights Netflix does to make the, the movies with the characters that Sony has licensed out. So you can see your uh, Craven the Hunter. You can see your Morbius and stuff like that. I'm just like, wait, what? Dis like, I, I, Sony and Disney has been like, wait a minute. Crap. They got, what did this have? What's going on? They got the Spider-Man. So you're going to be streaming Spider-Man up on uh, Netflix, which is crazy. But the Uncharted movie is going to be released. Uh, they're going to do a, a thing like they've been doing with some of the other movies with releasing it into movie theaters and straight to streaming on Netflix. So the newest update I saw was was that after it uh, shows up in movie theaters, a short while after it's going to be dropping on Netflix, which was uh, yep. the, the latest news that I read. Which is really, interesting. I mean, I I personally like that too because we're still in a pandemic world. I see some channels out there who are talking about how they want to return back to theaters. I do too. I love going to the theaters. I see some other some of those, some of those same channels that are out there talking about how when movie companies do this, it's an L. I don't think it's an L if you put stuff to streaming because there's a pandemic. I'm not going to call these channels out, but I've been seeing a lot of big name channels in the geekosphere talking about how oh you should just release these things in a theaters all this streaming stuff is a big l you know like it's killing the movie industry and it's uh, apparently quote unquote starting because some of the uh, the arc lights these infamous theaters in california are shutting down uh no update on that if someone's gonna buy it up probably some rich person's gonna buy it up because you know everybody loves going to those theaters um but uh yeah so the film adaptation of uncharted starring tom holland is heading to netflix next year everybody so starting 2022 we're gonna be having the thing where sony's gonna be putting their uh all their stuff and things on netflix which is insane i don't know how this deal is brokered but they're getting some big name titles and uncharted is one of them it's huge well, I mean, it makes... al along with the spider-verse movies which is insane it's so crazy what netflix yo like so somebody at disney who's in charge of like getting everything is just like damn how <laughs> how did that guy do that i don't know maybe he up to somebody's house with, with a nice bottle of wine some sauce and y'all you know what i mean but i don't know i, I thought like damn I need a response from Disney. I, I need to hear what they say or think because good old Bob over at Disney is just like, oh, man, how do we, how do we let Spider-Man slip through our fingers? This is insane. Well, think about like what – so like where we're at right now. So like Warner Brothers, obviously, they made it – they are a part of the the whole what Comcast – type deal with with hbo max and whatnot so like they had that deal that they're going to do that um like obviously disney grabs their stuff makes sense they have their own proprietary streaming services you know what sony has for proprietary streaming service it's crackle which is just oh uh, some titles that's not that are real. free on there <laughs> yeah i thought crackle was just so Crackle was just an annoying thing I used to watch Dilbert on YouTube like four yeah. years ago. It's own, it's owned by it's owned by Sony, so like it's not like they're not making any money off there. It's just like a place a place to put things. So like Sony's kind of sitting there not doing anything, and Netflix was probably like, well, you're kind of the only major studio that is big enough to like want to do something around this uh, around this. So yeah, they made the deal, and it's uh, so. And what it is, if I if I read it correctly, it's uh for the the distribution, it's an eighteen week exclusivity of being just on Netflix before it rolls out to some of the other streaming platforms. Um, so you have um get a little bit more time with that. So that's that's great, and it, it's kind of funny because it was a similar thing when um so right before Spider Man Homecoming was coming out, I don't know if anyone remembers, but Disney had an app and a, a streaming service that was called Disney. Uh, Disney anywhere and what it was was anytime you buy a, a Disney movie you redeem it on a platform this app would tie all the different platforms like um, iTunes and Amazon and Google um, 
all that in Voodoo, all that together, so that if you owned it on one platform, you had it on the other platforms. So the question was, well, Sony owns the distribution to Spider-Man. How is that going to work? And then two weeks before um, Spider-Man was released uh, on uh, for like home watching, uh, they announced that Disney Anywhere was now Movies Anywhere, and they opened it up to more than just um, just Disney movies. And I was like, that that is how that that happened. And also, you know that the Sony di- like Disney deal and Marvel deal was the kind of backbone and the catalyst to make that happen. Oh yeah, oh so, definitely. I feel like yeah. I just learned an entire secret history of a streaming service I'd never even heard about. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. What? It was crazy. Awesome. I was so I was yeah I was curious about that but uh yeah Uncharted movie coming to Netflix like awesome I want to watch it I'm ready for it show it yeah. to me I mean I mean every every time like you play the game there's these amazing sequences going on like you got Uncharted five with the with like uh, the, the the car chase scene where <laughs> where like they're driving through the mud they're following along in a train and then like Nathan Drake like whips up onto onto the platform and she's like holy crap this would make an incredible movie starring Brendan Fraser but uh Brendan Fraser's too, <laughs> he's too old he's <laughs> that's my adventurer person but uh yeah it's gonna yes. be it's gonna be really interesting to see what goes on I mean it, it's crazy I mean they're, they're gonna have like Netflix is gonna have Venom two Morbius like all that stuff like. Like, damn, dude, like Disney, Marvel, y'all need to get your stuff together. You got finessed. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but it's so crazy. We're going to see what happens with uh, with next year forward with all these movies coming to Netflix. Oh, man, I cannot wait. And uh, we've got a very special thing coming up here, guys. So we here at Button Smash and, you know, the crew here, we love indie games, right? Shout outs to the little guy because we're also little guys as well. Uh, there are some developers out there in this great, big, beautiful world out there that we have making a great, big, beautiful game. And it's called Vocabulantis. So Vocabulantis, I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> Vocabulantis is and That's a, how I would pronounce it, so yeah, you can roll with it. Are <laughs> <laughs> you looking at it? But uh, it is a stop-motion game, right? They have it up on on Kickstarter, and uh, it tells a story about uh, about two people in their in the time of when you know it's a. Uh... Sorry, hang on one sec. That was weird. I know I had a, I had a huge uh, lag spike, and and like my OBS said, I dropped frames like crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was weird. Anyways, tell us about Vocabulantis. When you're when you're streaming, fo- I mean, I will if they can actually hear me. <laughs> oh, that's a question. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you're when you're streaming and you have and you ha- you you have like alerts and stuff for your internet connection, you drop frames, and I just dropped like a lot of them. So, like the stream, uh. the stream might have skipped or or stopped for a moment. So that's why I kind of paused. Sounds good. Cool. Okay, cool. Thank you, Crystal Twitch. Anyway, so guys, uh, there's a great indie game coming out called Vocabulantis, and Vocabulantis is about uh, two. It's 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 a co-op platform. And it's all stop motion, and there's 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 an there's a overarching story. There's puzzles, and if you look at their uh, Kickstarter and even their YouTube channel, they have this amazing behind the scenes where they show you how they handcraft everything in the world that you're going to be interacting with. We're talking about uh, all the different backgrounds, the the platforming things, the characters. They're all handcrafted, handmade, and some of the characters have very interesting designs to them, and they're all stop motion. And and the developers uh, in the video talk about how they love this form of media and they always wanted to kind of control 
uh, stop motion characters in a video game and, and to give it uh, that look. And in seeing them putting the stop motion characters to life and then cutting over to the game itself where the characters are moving puzzles, where they're helping each other out, it, it, it looks incredible. <laughs> it looks incredible. I never thought I would see a game like this. That's why we love... Like, indie games really give you that, that feeling of something that's artisan, something that's handcrafted. Not saying that the big AAA titles don't give you that because you have games like God of War, which Casey is playing right uh, currently right now on, on TV slash TV's Casey. Make sure to check that's it out true. when he goes live. Thank you. Uh, but 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 indie developers, there's something about them where they're like, we want to do something personal, something, something that does seem, like I said, artisan. And this really gives me that feel. And I love seeing the behind the scenes of them putting everything together and, and the characters roaming through uh, the environment and the lead developer uh, talking about how, you know, they have kids and, you know, uh, uh, you know when, when they play this game, they have a bit like a, a big uh, smile on their face and, and just seeing what, what they did brought to life. I mean, making these painstakingly stop motion movements and capturing and capturing and capturing them, putting that into this gaming engine and tweaking it. And then you're able to play these characters and they still look stop motion. And the environments look stop motion. It looks like like a stop motion movie, but you're playing it. It's insane how good this game looks. But yeah, uh, Chris, you're the one who uh, found this little gym. What do you think about it? Oh yeah, it, it rules. I I'm all about the the like stop motion on purpose aesthetic. Um, and I saw this, my head freaking broke uh, because so what they're doing is they're they're basically capturing all the sprites in for each character and each moving thing. Um, via stop motion that way they can make them do what they want um if you don't know sprites it's basically every um every frame of animation um which allows them to, to play around with this now i was looking at this um and it, it kind of reminded me a bit of um little nightmares which yes, also has yes. a very kind of similar like handmade um aesthetic um same thing actually unraveled is another game that does it the same way but like this just takes it to a absolutely whole other level like you think you're watching like the nightmare before christmas um which or is kubo and the two strings yeah, yeah one of these uh the light one of these Leica um movies things like that but it looks absolutely great it's kind of funny um actually i was just a friend of mine just sent me uh the new music video from um uh the band royal blood i think it's called boilermaker but um they do something most of the video is him walking towards the screen but they do something with the time i believe they probably shot it fast and slowed it down um so that it kind of gives it that kind of almost stop motion feel even though it's like kind of smooth because it's a real person um but it's you know it's that uh, these stop motion effects uh, especially when you really get the like it's done really well. You kind of get that uncanny valley, like kind of unnerving feeling. Um, that's like weirdly pleasant. Um, that you know you get in this game, and again, that that music video is pretty rad. I, I think it's called again Boilermaker. I do highly recommend everyone watch it because it's cool. And of course, check out the Kickstarter for Vocabulantis um, to see what this looks like. But yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what this game ends up looking like. Um, they're already funded, uh, but. Like, as anyone knows, any project, by all means, if you want to contribute, like, I'm, money's not going to go to waste. Um, check it out and blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. When I saw this and, and I saw, like, their interviews and what they were, they were talking about it, like, the um, the developers, they, they seemed to really have a passion about it. And they did uh, cite uh, Unravel and Little Nightmares as kind of their inspirations. I mean, it's even in part of their uh, description for, for, for the game. 
And, and I, I really like that. I mean, it, it, it's so crazy to see them behind the scenes, like literally like putting their hands into it and, and crafting all these different little assets. And, th and, that's the part, and that's the part that blows me away because again, it's a video game. So they can really just like model some of these things maybe in Unreal or whatever, but like they're, they're literally tr trying to make all the assets you see on screen in person. Mm -hmm. And and it comes out too because the textures look amazing. The little things, uh, you know, like the rest of the ladders, like the little mm -hmm. trees, the little boxes, and everything. It, it's uh, the, the the lighting itself, like it's insane. So shout out so, to them. Mm -hmm. I'll say Hollow Knight is a very similar uh, deal where it's you can tell it's hand drawn. Like the fact that each thing is like someone had to make every single moment and actually create that, and it wasn't like a a, a, a you plug all the numbers into the computer and it and it spits it out which obviously is its own set of art don't get me wrong um but that handcrafted feel is just like a something you just cannot recreate um at that at that fidelity without having something you can touch yeah 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 like you can't really recreate it in like a 3d engine without it seeming a, a bit false but but here just because everything you see is handcrafted and made to look like a stop motion film you really feel it so shout outs to them because this it, it, this looks awesome i love indie games and indie developers and and just the concept i mean this is so hard a stop motion game i like, mean it's it's, it's, ni it's, it's nice to see it make a comeback because I mean, there is a very small, brief history of stop motion in video games, and I want to say almost exclusively for fighting games. Um, Mortal, Com Mortal Kombat, sort Mortal of Kombat. being most famous. Con I mean, I guess it's technically stop motion, but it's photography of people, so it's a little different. Mm -hmm. um, here's a big one: Primal Rage. Yeah, was Clay Clay Fighters? Was Clay Fighter. I was well? just gonna say mm -hmm. Clay Fighter by Interplay. Clay Fighter mm -hmm. One, Clay Fighter Two, and then sixty three and the third on N sixty four. Um, the, I mean, the reason that uh, like a clay fighter game hasn't been made is I don't think it's because of interest or like the studio being gone, although I'm sure that's a part of it. It's that <laughs> it's a lot of hard work when the technology to make nice looking 3D models is there. Like there's not a novelty for stop motion, but here it is making a comeback in a big way. I'm very excited about it. There it, uh, there it is. Life, uh, life, there it uh, is. life goes on. Life. Ray Harryhausen's <laughs> legacy lives on, folks. Yeah, and we will live on after we take this very short commercial break. Welcome back to Butt Smash, everybody. Thank you all who's been listening to us on everywhere you listen to a podcast, watching our VODs on YouTube channel, Rogue Matter. Tuning in us live here each and every Thursday on Twitch.tv slash We Are Rogue Matter, being active in the chat and just being overall cool people using your subscribles, hitting that follow, spreading and sharing our viral moments. What? Every single, uh, I was going to do a viral thing, but I, anyway. Anyway, so moving right along <laughs> on the Button Smash show, guys, we got some more topics to talk about. PlayStation uh, has spanked out an update for April. The first major PS5 console update lets you store PS5 games on a USB extended storage, share gameplay across PS5 and PS4 consoles, and more. Casey, you just got a PlayStation 5. I sure did. Yeah. Does this update speak to you? Was there anything in there you were just like, oh, some of this stuff is kind of interesting? I mean, I was more than just happy to have it in my life. <laughs> um, I didn't even really give it much thought. Like, a couple of things I don't really care about. Mobile app, eh. Cross-gen, eh. Um, sharing screen with, you know, a guest, it's fine. 
the game storage is probably the best thing about it. I feel like that's like unequivocally, um, I don't know. Well, there's a caveat to it though. That you you need a thumb drive. No, so so what's new to this update? Uh, so at the moment, the only games you could put on external storage are PS4 games, uh, or up until this this update dropped, um, and you can play the PS4 games off of there. So this what this update allows you to do is actually store your PS5 games on external storage, but you are not allowed to actually run them off of the external storage. <laughs> what? So yes, okay. so you you still have to manage that like uh, it's going to be a lot faster like they talk about that the transfer speeds are much faster than if you're like straight up downloading it from the playstation store um so it basically means that you're going back to juggling your storage but the difference is is you now have um you now have options of more places to put it to put the games um so yeah i mean it's cool that they're kind of getting there, and based off of the speed that um, the you know the processor is gonna need to read off of um, to run these games, I don't know if we're ever gonna be at that point where you're gonna be able to run the PS5 games off of external storage. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, the one thing I so when they dropped these notes, I saw the storage thing. And I was like, oh yeah, they're finally activating that second M.2 slot that they have that's sitting inside there. But the answer is. Nah, nope. not yet. Not yet. I cannot wait until they activate that because I'm going to get me a big ass hard drive and put it in there. And yeah, it's, it's so really odd that they haven't enabled that yet. I mean, th- th- that was one, like, one of the big draws. I mean, aside from the future of gaming and all the crazy specs that they have, like from the AMD GPU and the processor and all that other stuff. But an M.2 slot, for those who don't know, there are different types of storage. And basically, M.2, without boring you, is a very fast, very efficient uh, and just like like the newest form of storage, it's basically like it looks like a USB stick, but it goes internally into your devices. Um, if you know someone who has a very fast computer, and when you hit the power button, it boots up into Windows like that, they probably are running it off of an M.2 drive. So when PlayStation announced that you're going to have a slot where you can get your own M.2 and slot it in there, uh, but they were like, oh, we're going to activate that later. And mm-hmm. there's really been no explanation as to why people think because pirating, maybe maybe they haven't figured that out yet in the back end. But with this update, I saw some chatter that people were just like, oh, wait, is this the update where we kind of get to use it? Some people already bought like like the Samsung M.2s, like the, the latest one I think is the, the 980 that came out. And uh, when, when the terabyte version dropped, people were just like, oh, man, it's either sold out or gotten, but they've kind of come back into the wild. And people were buying them up because they want to slot it into their PlayStation 5 and drop everything on there. Because if you can boot up your games faster than ever, and I've seen the, the loading times today, I don't know if PS5, but I've seen the loading times, and it seems pretty good. But if you can do that even faster, why not do it? But uh, yeah, still got to wait for that. So it's kind of odd. Yeah. I mean, what are they what are they doing? What, what are you, what are you and if you doing? try to... If you decide that you want to, hey, I have this M.2 drive, I'm just going to put it in there until it's activated, no dice. You put it in there and you boot up your PS5 and it tells you that this drive is not supported and it restarts. So you actually cannot even have it sitting in there yet. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. So, They're just like, uh-uh-uh. uh-uh. So what's the, what's <laughs> the actual storage of a PS5? It's one terabyte, but with like a huge chunk cut out of it because it needs... Yeah. A- for all its stuff so it yeah like... for the os so i think you're uh i want to say it's like seven or eight hundred megabytes yeah um, i think i remember that number. oh gigabytes like sorry that. not megabytes yeah yeah how do you um, even fit call of duty on that thing 
Uh, it's a chunk. <laughs> yes, what the heck, man? that's true. You have you need the a one separate game. PS5 just <laughs> for it. just for Call of Duty. Listen, so, people um, were buying people were buying phones just for Flappy Birds. So being able true. to only play Call of Duty on your PlayStation. Understood. Yeah. Um, and the share screen with Visitor thing is pretty cool. So like in the past with PS4, they kind of were like, oh yeah, you'll be able to share your screen with with someone. But really, what that meant was you hit the share button and you can stream to Twitch. And then and then at that point. Um, someone can kind of tune in and watch what's going on. But it looks like um, this new, um, with the PS5 OS, uh, you can actually, using PlayStation's own servers and being able to do a more private stream um, is possible. And the cool thing is that that is going to work with um, not just PS5s, but PS4s. So if you're playing a game, chatting with someone uh, on the PlayStation Network, and you're like, oh, hey, check this out. Even if they don't have a PS5, you can you can show them uh, which is great and there's even um this technology as well has allowed for uh even something called share play which means um you can have someone else basically take over your game so not only are they viewing it but they can actually control it from their console um as well as if there is a multiplayer game uh, you could play with that person as well which is cool. And that, again, um, the thing that has unlocked with this new update is the ability to do that through cross generations from PS5 and PS4, uh, which is great. Very similar to uh, Steam rolled out a similar feature as well with some games that allow you to take like things that are normally couch co-op um, and making them couch co-op over the internet, which is great. And then mobile app management. So this the the mobile app for PlayStation also updated. And the important thing there is kind of what we talked about with the PS5 game storage. Um, you can manage that storage and kind of where, where your games are stored. So let's say you're on your way home and you're like, oh, I want to play this game. It's downloaded, but it's on the external drive. Um, you can use the app to actually move it from the external drive onto the main drive. Um, which, yes, it's juggling, but it's a... A means to be able to do that a little bit easier um, than having to, like, you can get a jump on it before you even turn your PlayStation on. So that's good, I guess. Yeah, but with all these features and more, I mean, how can you, uh, you know, can't wait to uh, eventually get PlayStation 5 and all things. But, but for, for now, uh, what, what are you guys playing on your PS5? Me? Casey. Nothing, nothing but God of War. After I cleared out Astro's Playroom the first week I got it, I'm like, I'm setting my sights on what I missed out on and what I got to play. And since I just bought PlayStation Plus, I feel like I don't really need to buy another game right away since there's so much at my fingertips already. <laughs> GPU. Uh, and I also thought, you know what would be fun? What if I started a career in streaming as well? <laughs> Through uh, through no pressure. Your one week career. Yeah, one one. <laughs> your one week. Hey, career. in in one week, I've already streamed three times. I feel like I'm on a roll here. It's been Dude, one I, week. <laughs> I tuned in and I was surprised at how far you got on uh, God of War. You're fighting. Dude, the, the I did dragon. the same thing. I was like, you're here already. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I man. played it for about ten hours. This man's I been did, playing some games. I did it. Damn. I did two five hour streams and then I just I was like. You know what? I feel like I'm not getting as much progression as I would like. Like I see puzzles that I can't do, which means main story time. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah there's fair. there's a lot of that. Like there is a bunch of a bunch of areas that are locked just by abilities that you'll get you'll get later. Um, but there's definitely the side quest rabbit hole, except you can only do a handful of them at the stage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do like that they sort of give you a progression where it's like every time you talk to Big Snakey Boy, he's like, "Oh, I'll just I'll just lower the water a little bit more for you." And it's like, there's so many so much room for activities. It's, it's <laughs> um, so great too. When you get to that that area and like the water lowers and you see there's more of the game, you're like, "Oh my god." There's more to this game. So many skeletons. It's so good. <laughs> yes. I, right now, if you haven't tuned in, twitch.tv slash TV's Casey, I have just, I think the last thing I did was I had presumably my last encounter with the witch since Kratos no longer wants to associate with her. Um, and I discovered the last cipher to Muspelheim, which is where all the fire boys come to play. Woo woo. Uh, I haven't visited the area yet. I just know that from Norse mythology and reading far too many Thor comics. Um, <laughs> overall, I think the game is absolutely incredible. Uh, I don't know if I'm playing it at the best like visual like specs that I can because um, I had to turn off something just to enable it to stream properly. Um, I don't know if I don't know if that had anything to do. Like, is there like a visual upgrade to playing it on a PS5? Uh, there was an up. They did release an update did, that yeah. did up that up the graphics. So yeah, um, yeah. I remember but is see, that... see, see, seeing a trailer where they uh, kind of did the side by side, and it wasn't really it wasn't really too noticeable because the game looked yeah. damn good on PlayStation. Honestly, 4. that's you know that's kind of a hot piece of contention. I almost wish I brought up for news tonight, but I might as well bring it up now anyway. Do it. Have you guys noticed that in things like the Mass Effect remaster or whatever, it's the graphics are so marginally different it's almost like they just added a lens you know it's funny we were like... talking about that before before <laughs> you joined in and we were saying how we're not really that impressed because uh not only do we love mass i mean I, I personally love the game mass effect but in seeing their their high definition uh trailer for the legendary edition it's like they made things slightly better i mean you have games like final fantasy 7 and then final fantasy 7 remake you got mass effect mass effect legendary edition Come on, baby. yeah i mean I mean, even when, when you when you pause it and they have the original and the new version side by side, you're like, okay, the new version still looks like an old game. So what were you guys doing really? It's literally oh, just man. the con. It looks like it's just the contrast. And it, like I was talking to, we were talking. I was like, it literally just looks like the new one is brighter and the textures are sharper at like hard stop. And I think that it looks better darker. So like I'm looking at the side by side comparison. I'm like. Why am I supposed to like the one on the right? The one on the left's aesthetic is so much nicer. Yeah. I, and, I can and, barely and, tell. And there's sometimes where it looks like the environment looks better than the actual characters. Like there, there, yeah. there are versions where you see there's less of a lens flare. You can see more of the environment, like some of the the, the, the snow capped mountains. And there's also some, like some a the color, there's effects. a there's a color washout. Like I saw one yeah. screenshot, yeah. you know, in a Mako level where there's like an aurora borealis kind of effect in the sky, and then in the new one, it's like it's fog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta lower that draw distance, baby. Like what? My, my, what am my I playing is, South is Park there... on Nintendo sixty four? Give me a fucking break. I don't need fog in my video games. Yeah, Crystal Twitch looks more like anti-aliasing reflections and lighting effects. Yeah, so so like minor things. It's it's almost as if they plugged it into a PC and they ran it through some like make better generator kind of yes. thing. Because my favorite comparison is one of my favorite characters, Garrus Vicarian, right? And you see the, the the quote unquote newer version and the original version. It's like yeah, like little little cat puppy guy looks a bit better. <laughs> you can actually see his eyes better in the original version yeah. than the new one or the one eye that you can see. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know, man. You guys do you, and then you have a little yard to Sony. Like it's like you can her, really her see the, the crevices on the fucked up part of his face. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Yeah, like, I already and, fell and, and in on, love uh, with this man. I don't need to. Come on. Don't do right? this. And then the other characters, like Liara, it's like, okay, you can see her freckles more. And there's more of a shine to her face. Okay. And they enhance the booba. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think I, I was expecting more of like Final Fantasy VII remake. Obviously, it's not going to be the exact same engine and stuff like that. But I, no. I figured they would really go no. in and like, like, like you know, I figure you know they're they're inviting us over for spaghetti dinner and they're going to massage some meatballs. You know what I mean? But it looks like they got some frozen it's spaghettios. Ones. I, yeah, it's spaghettios. I mean, it looks like they got some frozen ones and they they, they bought some sauce and like oh we reheated it. <laughs> there you go. They didn't they didn't they didn't actually grind grind it and make it massage it and put it together. They're like yeah, got some frozen here's. Some sauce, heat it up, kind of looks better, and it tastes. I mean, right. Final Final Fantasy is like a whole nother beast, though, because you can look at how that game started on PS One, and it's like they're they're just blocks, and it's chunky, and the the backgrounds are like pre rendered, and you're you're like three D models walking on a two D background. But then it's like Dirge of Cerberus; it looks a lot more the polished. Dirge of it's a bunch of years later, and then there's Advent Children, which looks. A lot better because it's a lot of years later, and then this is still like just and a, a movie, but not, and a movie. <laughs> I should point that out. That was a film, not a game. <laughs> yep. Um, and then there's this, which is a step up even beyond that. But there's so much time. I mean, Mass Effect is what twelve years old, right? But they're treat. I think what what Serge is getting at is that the the marketing is treating it like it's a remake, not a remaster, yes. and it is very clearly a remaster right, and yeah. we're still kind of confused at what they actually did um there's a lot of things it, they could have improved on that the, game if they did a ground up remake the whole development yeah. process was just running it through an ai to see what it liked better <laughs> that, that's what i'm saying exactly <laughs> it's like here let's put it through this generator and and here we and go done. and, and even the fact that like what they're not even dialogue changing. options come back racist what's happening <laughs> and, and even the things like not even changing like the horrible ending for mass effect 3 they're like yeah we're not touching that it's like wait what you have this opportunity you're reintroducing this back into the wild to even to like a new generation of people who've never even played this game. I mean, y- y- you guys can go somewhere with this and then and then go beyond. Yeah. But they're like, nah, we can only have a budget for a certain amount of things. But uh, yeah, like Chris said, I, I I figure they're selling it more than what it is. And 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 to any developers out there who's like, oh, you guys want to retire? There's a lot of stuff being done. It's like, yeah, but I'm not a game developer. I'm not really seeing too much of a difference here i mean especially i mainly give it on, on a pc so to me the difference is playing it on lower settings or higher settings that's what this looks yeah. like to me as opposed yeah. to like final fantasy 7 remake it's like you see that they really really made the meatballs they got in there and they bleh. i don't know what's your food but uh they, really oh, they got called up mama celeste <laughs> Actually, they didn't go to the store. Mama Celeste showed up and she made that pizza for you from scratch. She brought the flour and she rolled it. But the whole this whole trailer is a side by side comparison. But there's not much difference between those those two sides. It whatever, man. I would be embarrassed yeah. to show this off. To be completely honest with you, if you're yeah. building up this big thing and it looks like this, and the reaction is okay. Thanks. That happened with Prince of Persia. <laughs> Prince of Persia did that. They showed off what they did, and people were so unimpressed that they then went basically back to the drawing board, and they're like, they pushed it back so that they can continue working on it. So it didn't Yo, look again I marginally better. It, 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 imagine, imagine a <laughs> beloved game like Prince of Persia, 
and you're just like, yo, we're, we're coming back out with it. You know, the game that you love, but 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 like, you know, uh, it's gonna be souped up. It's gonna be enhanced. And then you show, here's a trailer, guys. Oh, does it look souped up and enhanced? And the whole gaming community, everyone's just like, what the hell? The hell is this? <laughs> Are you out of your yep. mind? <laughs> what? And they're like, Why oh, are you bragging? Uh, April Fools. We that's not the, that's not <laughs> for real. That we're we're going back and we're, we're doing it. They're like, God damn, like what the hell? What? Who who put this out here? Like somebody from the company was just like, did you guys do your homework? This is a group project. What what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Anyways, this is the segment that we entitled Button Smash Just Shits on Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> do do either of, of you guys have a have a genuine enthusiasm to replay those games? I, I okay, uh, I sort of do because I really like Mass Effect and I I, I've been hankering to kind of kind of play it again. I mean, I remember playing the first one and really liking the story and digging it. I think I think it's more so getting back into that story again as opposed to like looking at the graphics and the combat and stuff like that. Because I, I, I really I really was engaged with this game back in the day. Like I really liked where where it was going. But uh, generally, I'm not hyped for it. But hey, I've never played them. Um, okay. But really, I, oh yeah, I don't know. I, and I have I have several of my friends that are like, dude, you got to play it. And I'm like. I don't know that I do. Like I just I. I yeah, I don't know. It's the the I've I have yet to see anything about this game that really has has gripped me. And I mean, I still have to like. I feel like Halo is a much more tangible, more fun version of what this has to to offer. And I know that there's more like um, relationships and and treat like a uh, like. Cho- like treat what branching choices in this game um yeah i don't really care about have, that i think i've nar- talked about you have, before you have narrative choices and you have rpg elements no i i character a certain way. i i want my handheld i want you to tell me this is what the story is this is the best version of the story and i want to go from point a to point b and you lead me down that corridor of of inexperience i don't i'm not a person that likes having too many choices like i don't care I just well, want a well, good story. Well, in Mass Effect, there, there's not too many choices. Like, kind of like a game like uh, Dragon Age has like has more choices. So, Ma- Mass yeah, Effect, hard pass. You, you, yeah, yeah. So, Mass Effect, you can choose different stuff, but it's ultimately the same-ish ending for certain things, except for certain events in Mass Effect Two. But in the first one, yeah, yeah it's almost really this the, the same thing, except like with uh, who you pick to go along with you and and things like that. But I, I, I but, but like this was when Bioware was Bioware, and Bioware was known for their their story. Right, like their their story team was something to behold within the gaming sphere, and every time a game came out, you're like, mm, "Here comes Bioware, let's go!" Mm-mm. And you were like, "Oh yes, give it oh, to me!" Oh, Dragon Age too. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you saw that right I now. started. I'm I started over. Inquisition, and I was like, "Cool!" I, and I probably played like a, a couple hours of it, and I was just like, "I'm I'm just not enjoying this at all." Same. Uh, I I love the first Dragon Age Origins. It, it re- like that game was. I I love that era of like you know like Warcrafty like wizards and mages and all mm-hmm. other cool stuff. And the first Dragon Age was 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 awesome. Dragon Age Origins, and then uh, Dragon Age Two was uh, they went more actiony and crazy and kind of weird. I was like, eh. but yeah, Inquisitions. I, I remember I remember buying. I'm like, all right, new Dragon Age. They're promising. Okay, we got it now, guys. We're good. And I bought it day one. I popped it in. I was just like. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> like, this is this is not it, Chief. I, I was so there's bored. Just a, I was just there's like, an un- I don't care there's about such any of this. an uncomfortable spotty history with great games and unfinished games. Yeah. yeah. And it drives me up a wall. Also, I've been waiting for Baldur's Gate three for too many <laughs> years. Too many years. And now that yeah. it's here, what yeah. do you uh? Did I, you play it? No. 
Okay. Well, you got a PS5 now, so you're not playing any more computer games ever again. You're probably right about that. I just I straight up threw my Switch in the garbage. I don't need you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You dumb little bitch. Is he got a PS5? That's insane. I can't play you in 4K. I don't even have a 4K television. Have you you, uh, opened up Demon's Souls yet? No. Just. Dude. When I play a game, I don't tend to jump around. I played a little bit of Crash just to you know do a test run for the stream but mm-hmm. i am a one game at a time play it to surprise that wasn't the then... first one you you play it since you really like like uh like the dark souls franchise yeah i well i here's the thing right so i thought about greg told me when you when you play a game if you're and if you're also going to commit to trying to stream stuff for an audience one you should try and show everything that you do in a game that you're streaming on stream so don't play the same game off stream and be like, oh, like, well, I did a bunch of stuff while you guys weren't watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still learning a ton of things about it, so I feel pretty good. But he also said, if you want to play a game for yourself, just play it off stream. And I thought, all right, maybe I could play Demon Souls off stream. But then I'm like, I don't know how how true that is. Like, what? Now, Which now, part? now, the, the, now, the, the, the first part of of you know not doing stuff off, off stream is true. Like if you're playing like a big open massive game, I mean, like there are certain things. If a game's like really big and there's stuff for you to collect and stuff for you to boost your character or whatever, like oh, like I do these like little side missions, killing mm-hmm. hundred rats, and we're like, yeah, do that, do that off yeah. stream. But a game you really like, like you're really into the into the, the Dark Souls uh, uh, franchise, and you really like, you know, I, I would think that you would really like Demon Souls. I mean, I've seen gameplay of it, haven't played it myself. It looks yeah. insane because it's a PlayStation Five. Holy crap the textures the particle effects like talk about next gen hd i'm like this is so like when, when, when the people and streamers who have the power to, to get this thing on in full full 1080p or whatever whatnot on twitch it looks like it's in 4k and people <coughs> who actually have videos excuse me on youtube who can play it and put it out in 4k it looks insane the, look the it looks in, it crazy. looks incredible i've 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 wanted to play the original demon souls for a very long time so finding out that there's a remake is even better but my logic behind it was so much of me playing a game relies on muscle memory uh especially if i'm trying to play it all the way to completion so i thought if i play god of war and i also play demon souls at the same time i'm gonna get completely goofed up going back and forth between these games if i'm playing them mostly simultaneously and even worse if i did it with say i finished god of war and i'm playing demon souls on stream and i'm playing bloodborne for myself like bloodborne and demon souls and dark souls have a very similar like button mapping format however you mm-hmm. want to call it but bloodborne's approach to just the combat and everything is way different like to the point where you kind of have to break yourself out of the mold of all the dark souls or from soft you know mm-hmm. sort of way you're used to playing and like i'm not i don't know if i'm ready for that <laughs> and i definitely don't want to like get i to definitely need to, to see you play it because it was it was hilarious when we were at uh at greg's place and you were you were playing demon souls i don't know you decided to re- re- really uh colorful cut this whole this whole segment is a commercial for casey's channel is basically yeah. what this Listen, is I'm, i now that i have the ability to really I don't know the ability and the motivation to really do it. I'm I'm excited to now. You know, Greg has always been a great inspiration for me. Um, ever yeah, since I don't know about the whole like you know don't play something for for yourself and stream it or some shit. I don't know what that is. Don't do that. Like actually stream it. Don't. Do that. <laughs> I don't. He's, he's uh, my my plan my plan is to stream as many games as I can. Um, although I, you know, I if if you think that it's entertaining for me to play something in front of you, I'm more than happy. But I feel oh, like a lot, of, yeah. a lot of the way I I play a game. Might not be. I, Dude, I don't like, know. Casey's commentary when we're at, at, at Greg's at Greg's 
<laughs> Ole plays playing the dark. <laughs> you had some good commentary, dude. Look, I got. I have a whole laundry list of stuff that's in front of me. Both Neo games, uh, original Crash, maybe Crash Four, but I hear Crash Four is a real nightmare to complete. God of War. I mean, the Spyro Collection. I haven't like played. A play- I haven't <laughs> owned. I haven't ever owned a PlayStation. I've never played like a Sony exclusive unless I was at a friend's house. So, you know, I'm. I'm 30 years old. Say, say Overload. I yeah. yeah. Like, even PlayStation Now. I'm like, I have PlayStation Plus. I don't need PlayStation Now. And I look at the list, and it's like, oh, Ape Escape 2. Like, wonderful. <laughs> the, the fucking pioneer game of dual analog. Yep. Like, it's this is... I'm talking formative gaming history stuff here, you know? I'm dying to play the old Metal Gears. That's what's killing me. That's a franchise yeah. I've always wanted to engage in and never could... Beyond Twin Snakes on GameCube, so for me it's just a matter of time. But I've got, I've, I've got a queue a mile long, a mile long to show off to people. You guys can catch all that on twitch.tv slash TVs. Casey, thank you. Yeah. Now let's uh, uh, talk about another streamer. Yeah. yeah. Take Chris. What's going on with Harris Heller? Give us the rundown. Well, oh, I thought uh, you were gonna. Oh no 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 no. I just put it on here. Um, oh. Well, the- <laughs> okay. I'll give it the rundown. All right, Harris Heller, uh, popular personality on Twitch, game streamer, uh, and tech he, expert. The tech expert. Uh, he's decided to move his channel off of Twitch and onto YouTube to get into YouTube gaming. Um, and his reasoning, and, and a lot of it is that, you know. Twitch, um, you build up your Twitch community, you stream, and you can kind of engage with people in the moment, but there really isn't a lot of engagement kind of after the fact. It doesn't really... Twitch is kind of its own... It's like an island. It's its own thing. Um, where something like YouTube gaming, um, there, there's much more engagement kind of after the fact as well. You can, you know, you can either stream live, upload stuff later, um, and, you know, tying into all the different Google services, it's, it's much easier to share those videos. Um, it's it's an in- interesting. And apparently he uh, he he made this decision pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty quick. He goes into a, on YouTube, you have a little video kind of going into depth of why um, he's making the switch. And I mean, I uh, I mean, I, I get it. I, I get why the YouTube thing is appealing. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting where we're at. Cause, um, think of like when, when Ninja left and went yeah. to, um, <laughs> what's what's his face? Mixer. What is like, what was the streaming service mixer? Yeah. Um, and then Twitch is like, and here you come crawling back. You sad sack of shit. I, yeah. I, I, I can't believe for a second we forgot the word mixer. Holy crap. Like I we, did. I, uh, we, we it all was such forgot. A, it was just a flash in the pan. Like the last, honestly, the last time we were all together was at PAX. Yeah. And it was there, and we're like, this ain't going to last. <laughs> and spoiler alert. Yeah, every didn't. time you, you go to a gaming convention or, or a comic convention or whatever, and you see the mixer booth, you're just like, look at these guys. Yeah. <laughs> you're not and then they Twitch. got bought out by, uh, by Facebook Gaming. Yeah. That's what happened. So great but like then but then facebook gaming like that locks it to a facebook account you have to have a facebook account you have to deal with all the facebook bullshit um versus youtube google has always been pretty open like anyone can just go check out your channel and take a look they don't need a twitch account they don't need a facebook account you just go 
and take a look. And it's just that that whole access and not locking it behind um, it's your own community and everything that comes with it is very is very appealing. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, and I think like the state of social media at the moment and the popularity of so many more people are um, doing the streaming thing. Um, obviously, Twitch was the first big guy in the water to, to really make a, 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 a name for itself in gaming. But like a lot of those tools are available through YouTube. Yeah. So, why not? hold on a second. And, and, and this is why was... his, his his video was interesting because uh, for those who don't know, like Harry Heller, like he, he runs a, a successful uh, business um, and and a couple of other things, and he's a, he's an influencer in the space, and he he gets a pretty good size audience, and he he knows what he's talking about. He also um, you know puts his knowledge out to everybody. So his YouTube channel is full of stuff like you know how to stream, what to do, like tips and tricks, like like stuff like that. And he's a pretty good uh, personality himself. So when he talks about you know ending his his contract with Twitch to, you know, like focus on YouTube. It's kind of a kind of a big deal because you know you have this uh, content creator of his size and his business acumen who is talking about you know things like well discoverability on Twitch as opposed to YouTube because on Twitch it's a pretty niche thing, right? There are still a lot of people who have no idea of what Twitch is. I mean, I have I have coworkers who are just like like hey, by the way, what is Twitch? <laughs> like literally the other week, I had a coworker who was just like, by the way, what like straight up, what is Twitch? <laughs> Uh, and it's just it's such an interesting question because you know like we we know this space and we, we know it exists and we know what it is but to kind of explain it to someone i was just like well it's kind of like what we do but like on your own stream it's it's kind of like, like 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 how you have like facebook live but it has its own audience its own ecosystem its own vernacular its own emotes its own stuff like that but it's specifically just through here and even even when you tell people certain things like oh you know it's owned by amazon so you can hook up your amazon prime account to twitch and you could subscribe to a twitch channel for free I've had people be like, but how much does it cost me? I'm like, well, when I said that when you hook up your Amazon Prime account, which you have, all people do, you hook it up to Twitch, it's free. They give you a perk of subscribing to a Twitch streamer for free. That Twitch streamer gets paid, but it doesn't cost you anything. It's like, yeah, but what happens when it renews? I'm like, it doesn't renew. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you have to do it manually every month, which is such a headache. Because I have people you know, like who, who support... Uh, my channel, some other channels, there's some channels like I support with my Twitch Prime, my, my fee subscription, and I have to like remember to manually do it. Um, and people kind of don't get it. So what Harris Heller, this you know big influencer, is talking about is you know on YouTube there's more discoverability. There's more people who can just kind of stumble into what you're doing as opposed to Twitch. You kind of have to like go looking for it, or you have to do your own advertising to put out your your Twitch stream. So for someone like him to try to like end his contract with Twitch to seek the other avenue, and also it's kind of weird how Twitch did it too. He was he was at, he was reaching out to a representative at Twitch, asking them when his contract uh, partner contract was done. So for those who don't no, uh, when you start off with Twitch, you, you don't start off with anything. You just start streaming, and then you can become an affiliate. You get a subscription button, and then later on, if you're good enough, if you're getting good numbers, you become a partner with them. You sign a contract and all their stuff. Um, and he was asking when his contract was, was up, and people have a certain amount of viewers, amount of numbers. you got to kind of have a different contract than other people. And they really didn't answer him. And he's like, okay, why is nobody answering me on this? It's kind of odd, kind of making my decision a bit easier. And then, uh, you know, he kept asking. It's just like, it, it's odd. And then a random email came to me. It didn't really have anything significant saying that it was Twitch. And they answered with, oh, your contract's up tomorrow. And he's like, oh, 
okay, that kind of makes my decision moving to YouTube a bit easier. So there you go. And Twitch is always weird with certain things, man. Twitch is always so odd. Like there's certain rules and terms of service TOS that it's, it's kind of weird with Twitch. Like, uh, you know, you can't say certain words and do certain things. Like there was a streamer who kind of kind of kind of got dinged with a warning for for using the word like 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 obese or whatever. And they weren't they weren't using it in like a derogatory way or something like that. There it was like a couple of friends kind of just joking around with, with each other. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of got warned about it. Nothing happened to the channel, but they kind of got warned about it. And then they, they were doing a, a live stream the other day where they were just making breakfast, just palling around and stuff like that. And one of them was going to make a joke about how they're so obese. And he's like, wait, we can't can't say that word. And he's just like, Twitch, like, I'm just going to say, he's like, grow up. It's an actual term. It's an actual <laughs> thing. We're all fat. We're joking with each other. It's 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 fine. But, like, you know, and then he let us like, yeah, we got warned about it. Nothing happened to our channel, but we got warned about it. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Cut to where Rogue Matter gets a warning because we just used it twice in describing <laughs> the situation. <laughs> Imagine, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then now you can't use the word SI. Well, well, so so for, for, for simp, you can, you, you can say the word simp. You can't use it in a derogatory fashion. And also on Twitch, you can't, no one in your chat this is this part's insane. No one in your chat can use the word simp in a derogatory way. So if, if somebody comes to a chat and somebody in the chat room, nothing to do with the streamer, what we're doing here live, mm-hmm. says that word and a bunch of other words as well, you as a streamer can get in trouble. Shut it down. Shut it all down. Yeah. Shut it's it all insane. down now. <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's like it's, it's, it's like it's like somebody's somebody's mom at Twitch was tired of their son being called all these different things. Like you know what? This word. This word. This word. You can't say it. You can't say it. You can't say it. And if it's in your chat, you as a broadcaster, your channel, you'll get in trouble for it. And people were like, "What? What? I can't. Are you kidding me?" And some people imagine having. Some people have regularly twenty thousand people watching minimum every day you can't control that chat you can't control it there's no way you can garner a community where it's different and you kind of nurture you know a certain environment yes but if somebody calls somebody simp in your twitch chat and you're like it's so insane it's crazy so harris harris talking about you know discoverability and things like that and twitch is also which this is a good thing twitch is doing they're cracking down on bots so So there are certain things uh, on the internet where you can kind of fudge numbers, right? So people uh, usually go through services or, or certain things in which you can make your channel appear like it has more numbers than another. So on Twitch, on Twitch, you have your live streamer count. You have how many people are subscribed to you, who are followed by you, whatever, whatnot. But a lot of people like seeing that, that viewer count. That viewer count is bigger. They figure it will entice more people. Like, oh, there's like 10,000 people watching this stream. Like, what's going on there? Let, let me click on that. So some people use view botting to get more views and they're at their bots and actual people to help their channel grow by getting that initial click from real people. So Twitch apparently has been cracking down on that and they found what well, I think like 7 million like some insane number uh of of bots on channels across Twitch. So they were telling uh content creators, "Hey, if you see your accounts go lower, your 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 uh your follow count or your view count go lower, that's probably why." And a lot of people were saying, "Hey, sometimes what happens on Twitch is that you'll have a viewer who knows how to view bot and they like you 
as a broadcaster, as a streamer. And they're like, hmm, on my own, I'm going to view bot this person that I like, and I'm going to give them a, a bigger number of views, you know? So the person goes from, like, seven people watching to, to like, like 2,000, you know? And the broadcaster generally knows that that's kind of false, because if it jumps up that much, you know someone's view botting. But that's not on the broadcaster. So uh, people, a lot of people are reaching out to Twitch saying, hey, hopefully this doesn't affect my channel because I've reported it to Twitch that, hey, I got view botted on this date, or this is going on, because some people will get view botted because some viewers like, hey, let me help you out. Here's 2,000, like, views. You know, it's not real people, it's a bot. And then usually the broadcast will be like, I don't want that because you're view botting my channel, it can get me in trouble with Twitch. So hopefully people are, uh, at Twitch are keeping that in mind too because Twitch also does stupid things like, hey, why don't you just um, report some of those bots? Which was a real response from Twitch. Just for, uh, you know, it'll help. It'll help us out. You know, you won't. They, Twitch said you won't get in trouble. Just, just report some of those. We'll take a look at it and we'll see that you know your channel got view botted. And it's just like, okay, but if you're going to do this sweeping thing all over Twitch, we're trying to find the view bots and you're trying to crack down on them, and then you come across my channel or whoever's channel who got view botted one day. I mean, are you going to smack my channel? Like, what's going on here? And Twitch is like, well, you know, you're, you're, you'll be fine. And nobody believes Twitch. It's like, I, it's like Anchorman. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, don't I, 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 I don't believe you and Twitch is like no 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 no, no. We, we, we can kind of tell if you review about it it's not your fault it's like yeah but what there's so many channels ow ow obviously you're going to be running something to kind of clean up Twitch you know from these view bots but it's just like I don't know Twitch does a lot of stupid things or the whole like DMCA thing if you play like copyright music and then you get you know like slap the fine or if you're playing a game that has copyrighted music uh, Twitch has no safeguards and Twitch is just like hey why don't you just mute that part of your game forehead <laughs> lol <laughs> it's just like what so when twitch is like hey if you review about it on your channel you won't be in trouble you'll be fine i don't believe you <laughs> nobody believes twitch at this point it's insane so harris heller talking about over to youtube is the main thing is uh it, it, it makes sense especially for what he's doing mm -hmm. and uh yep yeah but yeah twitch is uh such an interesting place i, I really like twitch as a streaming platform it just works it's smooth uh, I really like the the environment that Twitch garners. If you you know go to certain channels and there's you know there's like vernacular, there's 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 certain uh, you know communities that band together and they move on like you know from Twitch to Discord and some people move on to real life and develop friendships and certain people. like they're, they're they're streamers that I've never met in real life but like I play with all the time and we're in Discord and we're talking and stuff like that. You know that they, they become friends. So Twitch is a good place to be. But sometimes, man, they really really need to get their stuff together. And it's that. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, uh, really quickly while we wrap up here, I kind of know what Casey's been playing. Yeah. But, uh, Chris, what have you been playing? Um, I don't think I've talked about it on the channel yet, uh, but I'm playing uh, a couple of little things. But the one I want to talk about today is a game called The Pedestrian. Um, and what it is is uh, you play as basically a a little man, like the little guy that you see on like the crosswalk signs for the most part. Um, and it's a, it's a platformer, but the way it works is you'll come to an area and there'll be a bunch of different signs um, on the signs. There's like, you know, different platforms you get to jump on uh, keys. You get to grab um, and there's doors. And what you have to do is actually connect the doors between the various signs. So like, um, uh, you'll come to a sign, you'll see there's a door, but then, like, the key to that door is on another sign. So then you have to connect, like, another door to the other sign to grab the key to then go back 
um, to the original sign to get out. So it's it's a very interesting aesthetic because the whole thing is all using like walking signs, uh, subway signs, all different types of signage. Um, and it's cool. It makes your brain hurt a little bit because uh, trying to figure out um, how all the doors interact with each other. And also there's a bit almost like a Tetris effect to it where you have to make sure that the signs that you're moving around the screen can like fit in the area that you're looking at. Um, it is a really cool looking game. It's a really fun spin on a very simple just uh, walk and jump and grab control scheme. Um, but it's just a really cool looking game and I am enjoying it. It's uh, I recommend it looks really interesting. Like I, I really like the. I remember when we first saw this trailer, we're like, "Ooh, that art style is so yeah. interesting!" Like it's gorgeous. Yeah, so I was very like, excited. I I forgot about it until I got the PS5, and I was just looking. I'm like, "What games?" It's like, "Oh yeah, the Pedestrian." I want to play this game so bad. So I downloaded <laughs> it. Um, yeah, and I'm having fun with it. Oh, the PS5 stuff. Nice. In case you've been playing some God of War over oh, this yeah. channel, Twitch TV slash TV's Casey. Thank you again. Yeah, which we do that in 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 depth here. Uh, I haven't really been been, been playing much. I've been uh, I did download uh, Outriders because uh, my my buddy Alex really wants Ooh. us to play games together, <laughs> and I haven't. Uh, you mean haven't more than just Call of Duty? <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty is 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 just high stress. Just, just crazy. It's so funny too because like the, the group he's playing and like they they freak out and they have so much stress that they they try to like calm everybody down and like name the group happy fun friend time or something like that. And it's like, hey, everyone <laughs> hop into the happy fun friend time. We're gonna have a good time. Let's just uh, whatever. And uh, one of his buddies who is hilarious, uh, this guy called uh, the Bobby Online. I guess he's like my my buddy too. But he's he's hilarious, dude. Every time like they get killed or get wiped, he's just like. I'm going to go lay in traffic. (laughs) 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 It's called the game is fun. Like Warzone is awesome. But man, when it's stressful, like, like you feel it, especially when you get down to that, that last circle. And it's just like you and your boys versus the other team. And, 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 and battle royals are so, are so amazing. It's, it's, if you like games that are, that are pressure cookers and really test your ability, like try playing a game where it's you versus a massive amount of teams and a circle gets smaller and smaller. And only the better teams are left until it's you and like the other team that, that survived and fragged and killed. So it's like you and the top dogs in the smallest circle possible in a ring, like trying to kill each other, trying to be on top, trying to win. And if you win, it's big. Cause that means you beat the other dogs that beat the other <laughs> smaller dogs in this arena. And it's just such a good feeling when you get that W, when you get that W, you're like, mm, yeah, everybody eat it. Let's go. But when you, when you, when you get down to it and you lose, you're like, Oh, all that work. <laughs> You know, so and you you gotta do stuff afterwards just to like calm yourself down, eat some ice cream, whatever. And some people would just go straight to bed, just laying down with their eyes open, like, damn, I should have should have peed in the corner, I should have reloaded, I should have <laughs> Warzone is such a stressful game, but it's so much fun. So much fun. I, you're gonna have to let us know how Outriders is though, because I'm actually yeah. very curious I'm very curious about that game. It, it's um, funny because uh, uh, <laughs> uh, some people put out the reviews in which there's a lot of loaded. Up. I, I have I, I loaded it up just to get the graphics going, but uh, I do mm-hmm. want to stream it sometime soon, maybe this week. Uh, I, I see a lot of people like Crystal Twitch enjoying Outriders, saying it's really good. Um, not really. It, there's a huge comparison to Destiny, but I hear that's a, an unfair comparison. It's more. I hear it's more Mass Effect, more Divisiony than it is um, mm-hmm. than it is Destiny, and uh, you have a bunch of different classes with a bunch of different abilities. Um, you have a story mode, and then you have like this like end game world kind of thing. Um, but yeah, definitely not Destiny. Yeah, yeah, I heard it like it's unfair to compare it to Destiny, but at a glance, it looks like that. So hopefully, it's a good game when I actually start playing it. 
<laughs> so my boy's like, let's play something. Pick a game. <laughs> Get out, Raiders. We liked it. But yeah. Uh, cool. Free this week on Epic, we got Toponia, the complete journey. Uh, uh, Ken follows the pillar of Earth in the first tree. Always make sure to go to the Epic store. Um, and just and just add it to your your library. Even if you're not going to play the games, I mean, later on, uh, I don't know. Review Mike. I mean, it's just 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 look at Among Us, right? The backlogs. Game is, the game is backlogs. years old. <laughs> backlogs. I mean, uh, Among Us is old, but hey, it blew up. Everybody's starting enjoying it. So maybe one of these games, an Epic, might one day be that game that blows up, or some game that you enjoy. So add them like th that, and the games on PlayStation Plus. If you have that too, just add them to your library. You don't have to download them. Just add them. You'll have them there, and then eventually you'll uh, you'll play them in there. But uh, yeah, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Button Smash, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in live here on Twitch.tv slash Real Rogue Matter. Listening to us everywhere, listen to a podcast like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. <coughs> Thank you guys very much for uh, tuning into our YouTube channel, uh, Rogue Matter, to watch our vods there after the fact. And just being cool in chat and uh, loving everything that we do here. We guys um, here, we've been uh, TV's Casey, we've been Dot Chris, and Beth Cody. Guys, thank you very much. We will see you later, or we will see you another time.